following program was produced by a community producer. The content, views, and opinions expressed are the sole responsibility of the community producer and do not reflect Malden Access Television, the City of Malden, or your cable provider. MATV welcomes your comments. Call us at 781-321-6400 or email us at access at matv.org. Good evening, and welcome to Malden 02148. I'm your guest host this evening, Ed Lucy, and I have a guest here that I'm, I'm, I'm sure is going to be informative and uh, going to enjoy it if you'll stay with us during the show, and it's uh, Terry Gennard. Correct. And she is the, um, I gave the card out, your uh, title? It's the Director of Community Relations. Yeah. I had two cards here, and I thought they were both yours, but I gave him, <laughs> him yours, and it's it's uh, your co-worker. There you go. Anyway, for those of you that attempt to travel down Forest Street and Mall, then, um, there's been construction being done on the right-hand side as you get past Sylvan Street. And for the newer residents of the city of Malden, you may not be aware of it, but at one time, and it was a very recent time, it was a nursing home, McFadden's Manor. Mm -hmm. And now it's going to be fell, fell it's called Forestdale Park. Forestdale Park, mm -hmm. and it's it's got an interesting uh, future. Mm -hmm. And Terry, I think maybe if you could kind of give us a background and the kinds of things you're doing there. It's sure. You're opening when? We are opening in February. February. 2018. Uh, we're 75% complete, and uh, we started. We broke ground July of 2016. We are going to have 80 apartments. Three of those apartments are independent. Fifty-nine are traditional or apartments that come with support, and then eighteen of those apartments are for memory care. It's called our Compass, and it's on the garden level, and it's got a beautiful courtyard that you walk out right. to. Now, when you say that fifty-nine, by definition, when you use that the phrase, what exactly does that mean? So, when you hear someone say traditional, it's really assisted living. So assisted living today comes with services, depending on which assisted living you are looking at. So if you've seen one assisted living, you've seen just one, because they're all very, very different. Some of them come with services. Like at Forestdale Park, you get an hour of service every day. So that might be help, you know, help in your dressing, or help in bathing, or standing outside the shower, or maybe managing your medication. So people traditionally, in traditional, you know, we'll need a little bit of help, but not always. It also comes with um, housekeeping. So every day your apartment gets cleaned. Um, once a week, your sheets and towels get washed. We have a very active, enriched life program, and what that means is that all of your activities, whether it's going to the museum or going to a sporting event or going to a restaurant or having presenters come in or doing art-type projects or doing gardening or all kinds of exercise or civic 
engagements. There's a whole calendar full of activities that keep seniors social. So that's also included. And also you get transportation. There's a beautiful new van that takes you wherever you need to go. And there is a radius. It's like a 12-mile radius. So you're able to go to your doctor's appointments or you're able to go to uh, the grocery store or a friend's house to visit. So it comes with all of these services, and that's what they call traditional or assisted living. Well, in fact, your company uh, is really a corporate uh, umbrella of, for a, a number of different sites. I was looking at the information I uh, obtained from your uh, office the mm-hmm. day I stopped by, and uh, when I looked, you pretty much cover a lot of cities and towns with, with, a, with a facility. Yes, yes. So we uh, are headquartered in Braintree, Massachusetts, and we have 15 communities throughout throughout Massachusetts. We just broke ground for one in New Hampshire. That's at Hampton Beach, Hampton, New Hampshire. So, um, yeah, we're all over Boston, Cambridge, uh, Bourne. We're down the Cape. We're out in the uh, western part of the state. So, you know, we've got 16 communities. Are they all basically this, uh, have the same uh, model? Basically. I mean, some of them have an extra program called Connected Life. And Connected Life are for those residents that live in traditional but are starting to show MCI or mild cognitive impairment. And when we find that our residents are starting to get confused, they're starting to lose their memory a little bit, maybe early onset of dementia, oftentimes they need additional cueing they start to feel kind of withdrawn or they start to change because they're getting aggravated or angry that they're not able to do what they used to be able to do. So this Connected Life program is a group of peers that stay together throughout the day and evening and they're queued for meals. They, they have their own program manager. So all their programs are kind of geared towards residents that have mild mm-hmm. cognitive impairment. The food choices, we give them brain-healthy food. We do different things to make, make sure that they're successful during the day. The, um, the thing is, some of the people, when they come to you as prospects, as it were, they're motivated because of their families bringing them to you, or they, they, they themselves start to realize they're not able to do what they used to do, or that they've tended to be confused on occasion and realize that maybe I can't live by myself any longer. Is it more of a family thing rather than individual? <clears throat> yeah, I would say we get more adult children being the scout, kind of looking out at options for mom or dad, because a lot of times the, the, the older adults aren't really ready for this. They don't think they're ready for it. They are a little nervous about, is this really a nursing home, and why do I have to leave my home after 50 years, and I'm doing fine with your support, and why, you know, so... So the adult children kind of go out, they figure out what options there are. Sometimes we do an assessment. We kind of talk to mom and dad and figure out where they're at. Um, And then it's a process, really, to get them to come to the community, to take a tour, look at the nice apartments, to invite them for a meal so they're in the dining room. Uh, Sometimes we do what they call a respite. And uh, we we don't have a minimum on a respite. So sometimes during the winter months, children are going on vacation and they say, hey mom, we're leaving for Florida. We don't feel comfortable leaving you home alone for a week. So we are gonna ask you to go to Forestdale Park. 
It's like going on vacation. Oh, so you have short-term ones too. Yes. Oh, you do. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. So. Wow, I thought of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's pretty important because yeah. a lot of times that gives people an opportunity to kind of check it out. Yeah. And we've had people come in for we call it a respite uh, or short-term and leave and go home and think about it after they're home, watching TV mm. or, or eating alone mm. or eating you know frozen food and say, geez, I really enjoyed my time. At Forestdale Park, yeah. I'd like to go back there, and yeah. I made some friends. So it's a good way for them to try it out, and then they'd like to come back. Yeah. Um, your age range uh, would be kind of what kind of a mix? So we get anybody from uh, 60, like 57, up to 97. So that's the well, age. Well, the 97 range. is already a resident. They're not just new coming in, are they? Oh, they're new coming in. Oh, they are. People are living longer and longer every yeah. day. So yeah. we get a lot of yeah. people in their 90s. Yeah. But they're they're doing pretty well. I mean, yeah. they do need a little help. Yeah. Um, but they're either uh, cognitively they're all there. They just need a little help, you know, in their mobility. Yeah. Or they're starting to kind of, you know, slow down a little bit. They're not eating right, they're yeah. forgetting their medications, they're starting to kind of slip a little bit, so a more supportive environment, you know, works out perfect for them. Uh, um, women tend to live longer. Do you have more women residents than men? You know, <clears throat> so right now we're in what we call a lease-up stage. Yeah. So leasing up means that we are taking reservations. Right. So if I look at the reservations we have now, which we have almost 30, I would say we have 70% women, yeah. yes, but we do have some couples as well. Well, that's another question was, uh, <laughs> you jumped me the gun on that one. <laughs> do, you, do you have instances where one, one spouse tends to be having some issues and the other one doesn't, but they both would come in? Yeah, so depending on the situation, so say that one spouse has um, Alzheimer's right. and they need to be in memory support. Yeah. So the other spouse has a decision whether they want to stay down there with them and get a, a, large, a larger apartment yeah. or their loved one stays in memory support and the other adult is off doing things during the day knowing that you know they're taken care of and, they're, and they come and they just stay at night with them. Well, or they just, you know, come to visit them. So we have all different situations. Or one lives in traditional or independent, and one lives in memory. But a lot of times they like to stay together. Yeah. On the on the mix, you said you had about 30 right now that have made reservation. Mm -hmm. um, are they coming from somewhere else rather than from a home, a residence home? They're coming from another facility that maybe for different reasons they want to make they want to be local, closer to Malden or they have other reasons why they might want to change? We have some that are leaving some other communities. Um, some of them are at home. Some are coming from uh, a different area mm -hmm. that want to be closer to their children or the children want them closer. Because remember, uh, since we're in a lease-up mode, people are reserving their apartments but the plan to move in and have occupancy is not till February. Right. So um, my responsibility is to really do a lot of outreach. So yeah. I work with a lot of the rehabs and, you know, geriatric psychs and, you know, yeah. geriatric care managers. And so if people need something right away, we're not an option right now. Yeah. So sometimes with the rehabs, you know, we can't work with anybody immediately, but we are taking reservations for people that are like, you know what, I'm doing okay for now, 
I can move in in February, and things should be fine. Yeah. Now, the rehab part, is that short-term? Yes. <clears throat> so people are in, because uh, long-term rehab is usually more skilled and where people right. are, are yeah. staying there. Yeah. So short-term, they go in for, you know, whatever, you know, a lot of times it can be a fall or a hip or a knee or, you know, some type of wound care. And when they're finished with the rehab, a lot of times that they are discharged home with services. So we get somebody coming into the home, a V&A coming into the home. But another option would be to take them to Forestdale Park when we open because it's like an extension on rehab. Yeah. Because you get all your meals, you can have your, you know, PT or OT come to Forestdale. So you even have extra support. And hospitals really like that because readmissions are... Are, are huge for them. They do not want someone to be readmitted to the mm -hmm. hospital because they went home and didn't take care of themselves or forgot to take some medications. So having that extra support really is a great partnership. The PT part of it, are those your staff people? Are those the people come in with the, as the, as the, uh, for the clients that are, that are temporarily staying with you? Those are people that come in. They do? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they come in and yeah. insurance pays for that. So whether the PT yeah. is going to the home or going to uh, an assisted living, yeah. insurance pays for that, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now the cost of, of uh, being uh, uh, residents, uh, let's assume it's, it's a long term, mm -hmm. that's, that's private pay, isn't it? Yes, yes. So there are options when you look at assisted living. So some of them are buy-in models where you're, you know, putting down a large sum of money anywhere from, you know, Two hundred to five hundred thousand dollars, and you're kind of buying into it, right. and then you still have to pay about you know anywhere from two thousand to three thousand dollars a month for services, or there's a month to month. Forestdale Park is a month to month. We work we work with a lot of financial advisors, and if and if the older adults do have that kind of money, they're investing it and they're paying a monthly kind of rent or a monthly fee to stay at Forestdale Park. But not the upfront money. No upfront money, no. Yeah, they usually they collect the first month, the last month, yeah. and um, usually there's a community fee or an assessment fee or a health and wellness fee, yeah. one-time yeah. fee to come in. But those, but those that upfront the money, mm -hmm. that's held in escrow for the person? Does it, do they forfeit that at some point if they? Well, I know when, uh, I know that other places, um, uh, other places, uh, not not Forestdale Park when they do buy into a um, a continuing care model. It's, a lot of times it depends on when that resident um, you know passes on and when they're able to resell that apartment. So generally they keep about ten percent of that money. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they know there was some there was one of the some several years ago down at South Shore there was mm -hmm. one that did a, aggressively went into those situations where the money came in up front and then at some point. When it was when the person had either died or had to go into another facility, if that had, if that did occur, they'd end up having some sort of a re, re, refunding of whatever. Right, and some people like that. that yeah. Some people like that model, but yeah. you know it depends too. I mean, ten percent is gone immediately, so yeah. depending on how long you live and and then how long it takes them to sell the apartment. So I've heard some stories that it takes a long time, and family members are waiting for that, and that can be a little. You know, bone of contention there, yeah. or you know, they're able to sell it pretty quickly. It yeah. just kind of depends yeah. on the uh, on the uh, community. Without going into names, you mentioned some uh, some of the uh, reservations that have already been uh, signed up. Mm -hmm. uh, people who are in other situations currently, and, and similar to yours, or at least 
in some need of services. Um, is the motivation more because they see you or your, your setup uh, more attractive to them, in which case it does, provides a, more, a broader kind of uh, uh, living environment? Yeah, so I think most of the people, I, I've got a couple people that are coming from different assisted living communities that they're just not as happy with anymore. And, but most of the residents that are moving in are local, from the local area, and live alone. Yeah. And they're looking for more socialization. And again, the apartments are brand new. They're beautiful. They've got a large square foot, large footprint. They've yeah. got nice high ceilings. So when they come in to see the apartments yeah. and they get all the services, because, you know, assisted living is very different where you get this beautiful apartment, but you're not really staying in your apartment all day. You're kind of resting or maybe having a cup of tea or whatever, but there's so many common areas. There's, you know, there's a gym, there's a, there's a bistro, there's a living room, there's a card room, there's a library. There's so many large common areas that people like to hang out and enjoy during the day. Do you have a happy hour? Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's pretty happy, I'll oh, tell you. Well, maybe I'll take a look with some. Yeah, you have to I'll come over and visit. Can I check that out and skip over the, the Absolutely. Rest of the tour? Come and visit us during happy hour, <laughs> and I'll tell you. <laughs> they used to have it up at the Glen Ridge, I know, up, the, 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 up where the hospital used to be. That's yeah. A, which, which some people used to look forward to. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. But, yeah. you know, the... Uh, you have so many sites that are already in place, and so you're 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 not you're kind of pros at this. Yes, um, are all basically the concept the same in terms of size and in terms of the, the setup that they have? Yeah, they're all a little different. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we're we're unique because we are a historic building. You know, so they, they we're McFadden Manor. Uh, yeah. Some were brand new, built from the ground up, yeah. and some are on the ocean. Um, summer and you know I have I have not had an opportunity to visit all of our communities but every every month we usually kind of have our DCR meetings in different locations so I'll get to go to Concord Park and, yeah. and check theirs out and three of our communities are actually owned by Volunteers of America I saw that in your literature and I and uh, um, for the edification of not only the uh, host but mm -hmm. the, the the people that are listening Volunteers of America is it's a large national organization that actually um, helps veterans, um, seniors that are low income. Uh, they also help uh, young kids and people with addictions, alcohol and drug addictions. So we've had quite a few people actually come into Forestdale Park from different volunteers, different areas of the country, Volunteers of America, and look at what they're doing as their model because it's a now they're investing in you know senior living, and this is the third one they're very successful yeah. at. Yeah. Um, uh, some instances, people come in. You mentioned the age range, which uh, was interesting the, uh, how high it goes, and mm -hmm. and um, what we're looking at as a society um, is an aging population, which That's is correct. more and more into the future. These kinds of uh, situations become more frequently, literally mm -hmm. people that need a place to go, and it's probably at some point either you build more or someone else going to have to. But what happens, um, someone comes in, mm -hmm. uh, what, what's the kind of the process? Someone's thinking coming, this, uh, and maybe they visit other sites as well, so mm -hmm. they're, they're doing the tour, so to speak. So sure. they come to, they come to Malden, and they come to see you. Right. And... Um, you give them the tour, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I, I saw here uh, the menu that you have, which is impressive. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so uh, all, the, all the meals are part of the package. Mm -hmm. Yes. A and um, 
So now um, they so now they're there. They're, they're impressed. They want to want to make a reservation. Let's say now it's before February. Mm-hmm. They, they make a reservation um, where there's a, there's a there's a cost to it. It must escalate some periodically anyway because inflation's an issue that you must have to deal with. Yes. Yeah, so so when anybody is interested in in look at assisted living, and we act we definitely recommend looking around and yeah. taking a tour. So yeah. people come in. You on can say that because you get a quality operation. So <laughs> that's <laughs> right. That's right. We like to be compared yeah, with other right, organizations because yeah, yeah. we feel like we are you know going to stand out. But. Yeah. So people come in on behalf of their mother or their father. So we really kind of sit down with them initially and just find out, you know, what's going on with mom or dad, you know, currently, what they're hoping for in the future. Find out about who they are as a person. What did they do? What did they like to do? What did they do for work? Um, And then we take them for a tour and show them a couple of model apartments. We take them back to our office and we talk to them about pricing, um, services, uh, if they have any questions at all, and we're hoping that all the information that they get from Forestdale Park and, and through the information that we give them, that they know that this is a good option to keep mom or dad as independent as possible. So that's sort of the process that we take them through. And by learning about the actual older adult, we incorporate what they like to do into our activities. And so we make sure that the menu and the calendars are created according to what our mm. residents like. Mm. Well, well, there must be a ca- uh, situations where people who come in at one point in their, in their life uh, progress to the point where the, it's beyond the, s- the services that mm-hmm. you provide. Yes. So then they have to then go to a nursing home? Yeah, so Massachusetts, we are a social model. And so Massachusetts has regulations. Uh, and, you know, in the future, they're talking about that changing because we can only do so much. You know, we can't do injections. We can't do wound care. You know, there's several things that we are just not able to do because of the regs. So what we do is we sit down with the family, and the nurse sits down with the family, and we take a look at options. So we're either actually getting help, for more help to come in to take care of that resident, or we talk to them about options of where the resident could move to to get better care and 24-hour skilled nursing because that's, you know, come to a point where that's the kind of um, services that they need. Yeah. Uh, Do you get any uh, – are they eligible for funding other than from personal assets? Uh, So we are – Senior Living Residences, which is our corporate company, is a great company, and they have financial options set up for people to come in. So we are a company of integrity. I mean, the one thing that drew me to Senior Living Residences is they, they have five right values, and I really that's what, exactly what I was looking for. So residents that do come in, it is private pay. But when the funds start to run low, we already have plans in place to take a look at the financial options that we have because we want our residents to stay as long as humanly possible. You know, so we have options already set up for them so that we don't want to have to say, oh, I'm sorry, you know, you've run out of funds and, and you're going to have to go. So we'll do everything in our power to keep them at the community mm-hmm. and put them into programs. And we have partnerships with people as yeah. well, companies. Of the facilities that you have now, do you know approximately how far back the, the establishment of the first one is? I know we've been in business for 25 years. I, I see that in the literature, yeah. yeah. So presumably it must be 25 years ago that maybe they started it. 
I can't imagine it'd be anybody left from the original group that went into that facility. I can't imagine either, no. Yeah. But I, th I know Bob Larkin, who's the owner of Senior Living Residences, started the very first assisted living in Massachusetts. He went down to Florida, and he saw a kind of model down there, and he came back, and he changed um, an, uh, a nursing home into an assisted living. So we've been pretty much innovative since, uh, since we started mm -hmm. it. Now, do you have anywhere uh, the people, um, uh, let's say they had to go to the hospital, mm -hmm. and it was a situation that's a prolonged stay, mm -hmm. do they retain their, their unit in, in, in your uh, yes. company? Yes. You do. They do retain that. So, and, and, I, and I explain this to people when I, do, when I do presentations. So assisted living is just like an apartment. Yeah. You know, that, that's all it is. It's an apartment that gives you services and gives you can get your food included so it's just rent so when yeah. you leave or you go out or you're on you know your apartment's not going to go anywhere it yeah. stays right there waiting for you to come back oh. you know you can come and go as you please yeah. i mean some people have a fear you know we have a resident that's moving in and she was a little fearful like hey if i if i leave and i don't come home till after eight o'clock is is that going to be okay and is this a it's not a nursing home. It's like you can come and go as much as you want. We ask you to kind of check in at the front desk yeah. and let us know that you're out of the building so that we're not yeah. worried about yeah. you or looking for you. Yeah. But, yes. Do you have medical uh, personnel on, on site, or are they more like on call depending the need of the, of the <clears throat> resident? So we'll be hiring um, a nurse. A yeah. nurse will be on site from like 7 o'clock in the morning to like 8 o'clock at night. Yeah. And that's generally how assisted living works. And then after 8 o'clock, they're on call. And they're on call 24 hours. Right. But there's always going to be certified nursing assistants there 24 hours in case yeah. anybody needs any help or they yeah. press their call button or, or yeah. they need some type of service. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's the, um, the age range of the people... Um, you tend to be in the range that you have, uh, you mentioned earlier, in the late 50s up through into the 90s. Yeah, so I would say the average age is probably yeah. 82, yeah. 82 to 84. That's like the average age yeah. of people. Yeah. Yeah, and usually generally people who have a home are selling a home. That's one way to pay for assisted living. Right. People that uh, have long-term care insurance. That's that's wonderful. Oh, you qualify for for uh, by definition uh, for coverage on that? Of course, that's like you that usually uh, maybe two years of coverage or five right. years. It would right. be a well. Some it's kind of funny. At some of the older policies, they pay like six thousand dollars a month till end of life. Yeah, well, that's, that's amazing. Some, but I mean, you don't find those today. <laughs> no, that's why they're going broke. The, yeah, uh, the insurance. Exactly. Well, they, they made some bad decisions about those years ago. Oh yeah, they, you won't find those. Yeah. I think the, you know, it depends on the part. They have all these hybrid now products. They do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll get, that's what we met at a long-term care insurance right. seminar. Yeah, yeah, the two yeah. of us. Um, so yeah, generally it's about three years. Yeah. You know, you see that that's an average that you'll see. So long-term care insurance, that's great. That's the first thing that they use. Yeah. Um, and then they'll start spending down their assets. Right. But a lot of times people from this age bracket might have a pension. Yeah. And they have their social security. They have a stream. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so we kind of help lay out a financial landscape for them. Yeah. And yeah. then when the programs are appropriate. We can say, okay, now you've kind of spent yeah, on your yeah, assets. Yeah. We're able to put you in touch with this financial person and this program here. We're able to sign you up for this. Yeah. So we keep keep an eye on yeah. them. Yeah, one of the things I think would be a challenge for the staff, mm -hmm. uh, 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 <clears throat> because people being 
people they're all kind of different personalities some people obviously are extroverted some other people are very private and and they tend to stay by themselves even if they have a home of their own they're not they're not uh, so you have to kind of draw them out because uh, I, i know of a situation now there's a uh, somebody know is in a, is in a transitional housing situation, mm-hmm. and uh, that's only of a temporary period of time until they can you know transfer them over to somewhere else. These are people not not in a medical need, but the thing is, uh, she mentioned to me recently that they have one of the people that live in this group environment that she never comes out of the room, and mm-hmm. it, I, I I think from what sh- a little I know about it, it's it isn't anybody there to draw her out. She's there, right. and she's. Ha- she closes the door and she stays there all day and she doesn't mix with the other people. And, right. And I don't know whether that would would be something that would work for someone to go to your uh, facility if they weren't willing to at least get a little bit social. Yeah. Well, you know that that's a that's a really good question because you think this people's personality. Yeah. You know, if you're an introvert and you don't really want to be bothered and you like to be alone. Especially most people don't change after forty. Yeah. yeah. You know that that that's their habits, but. We will try our best to coax them to come out of the room to find out. That's why it's so important to find out what they enjoy, yeah. what they like, what they'd yeah. like to learn, what they have done, and and say, hey, we're, we're doing a card game tonight. I know you used to play 45s when you, you you were younger. We'd love to have you come back. Or, hey, we got a cooking demonstration with our chef, and it's an Italian dish, and I know you used to do that. So any way that we can kind of get them out of their room and get them involved and get them meeting friends yeah, and yeah. even movie night or something yeah. that, you know, maybe just slowly pull in. Because, you know, people who live in isolation, studies show, don't do that well. They just deteriorate much right, yeah, faster than people. Right, yeah, it's a form of depression anyway. Yeah, with it. yeah it's just yeah. not good. As we get older, we're supposed to be social. We're supposed to eat together and you know, and and enjoy life, and that's what we try to do. When you're in assisted living, that's that's what you get, and yeah. that's what you're paying for. And yeah. We try. Now, do you have do you have some people who mm-hmm. are residents who literally, um, unfortunately, may not be connected to the family or don't have a family, oh, or yeah. the family doesn't live local, so the wh- whatever kind of uh, connection they might have with a group by definition of family isn't in the Boston area or isn't in the area where they're living. Uh, on this situation and so they they are kind of alone you have some people in that situation oh yeah yes we do i mean i i can speak through experience from assisted living not just from forestdale park but through my experience that i've had so the residents at forestdale park who haven't moved in yet i I, there's not a a lot i can talk to about them i mean we have had events where we invite them all with their families i'm getting to know them but overall i can tell you in my experience working in assisted living you have a, a, several residents that are by themselves. I remember there was one woman. She was she was hard of hearing, and she had been through um, uh, the Jewish camps um, back in the day. And she, you know, didn't really want to talk about it. But every you mean once a concentration in a while, camp. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she was alone. Yeah. And I used to feel so bad for her, so I used yeah. to sit with her and, and, and talk with her. She'd be outside, and she was just so sweet. Yeah. But some of them don't have family. Some yeah. of them are, you know, never married, um, yeah. don't have any children, yeah. and they are alone. And this is why assisted living is, is great for those types of people, yeah. too. Uh, sometimes they'll live their siblings, too. So yeah. Especially if you're talking about 90-year-old people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in the, uh, in the brochure that you, you made available, um, it's, it, the impression I had is that one of the th- – things that uh, you have to emphasize, which is part of the concept anyway, is the involvement with uh, with other people who are 
there as residents, not right. just the staff. And right. that, that makes it, I, at this point here, your show is, it looks like the woman is more aggressive <laughs> than, the, than, the, than the man behind her. I know. She's, got, she's kicking that soccer ball. She's yeah, going yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe she got a discount on her, on her rent for the month. <laughs> but the other thing. Oh, that that's I, not going to happen. No, no. no. <laughs> the, other, the, uh, the other thing is, of course, uh, we touched on a little bit earlier, was the, the uh, sample dining. I, the menu, I, uh, <laughs> I was very impressed with that. And, and it certainly would would suggest that if you're looking to get a balanced meal, this this is this menu provides that very mm-hmm. very much as uh, it's very obvious. And so uh, uh, the, the outside kind of entertaining kind of things you do uh, is this a, is this programs that you uh, would it be theater things for for your residents or would it be sporting event? What you you have some outside scheduling of, of that type of thing. Oh, yeah, they, they do all kinds of activities. You yeah. know, it's whatever the residents like. I yeah. mean, taking them to the ball game. Uh, we've yeah. taken them, like you said, to restaurants, to libraries, to museums, to uh, downtown, to uh, or they go on the, a parade or, you know, whatever is going on locally yeah. Yeah. that they're interested in. Yeah. Uh, school to do this. Uh, you know, sometimes on Veterans Day, the schools do a, a tribute to the, you know, World War II vets and, you know, we'll take them out yeah. for that. And, yeah. You know, so there's all kinds of different activities yeah. that they yeah. like to do. Yeah. And yeah. we just, you know, fill yeah. in, fill it in and just say, all right, this yeah. month we're going to go here. This month we're doing this. Yeah. So this week we're going to go here. And this one likes the library and churches and, you know, spiritual connections. Yeah. Um, some of the people that are residents um, as a profile uh, would really be not necessarily defined as someone that needed a lot of support. They could literally no. do things on their own. They maybe they could volunteer outside the residence. So they could. Uh, would, you, would you have anybody maybe even working? In some Absolutely. Or, so or, we have independent apartments that yeah. have full kitchens, washers and dryers, and these these are the people that are still. Some of them are still working, and they have um, a door that yeah. is on the exterior of the building, so yeah. they really don't have to walk through the community if they don't want to. Yeah. It's just kind of a. A, a step process almost, you know, you get into independent living yeah. that includes one meal in our restaurant called Spices. And I would like to talk a little bit about the food here because Let's do that. Yeah. I'll tell you, I've been through many, many assisted living in my career. And what Forestdale Park and Senior Living Residence has come up with is this brain healthy cooking. And they follow the Mediterranean diet. And I have never had food so delicious. And I'm telling you, and, and I don't really eat food when I go to, I, I never really do. It just doesn't agree with me. But because they have gone all out and have figured out that if people eat green leafy vegetables, um, fish seven to 11 times a week, grains, all the foods that we know we should eat, I know I should eat that. I, I just don't eat that way at home. I don't know if I'm lazy. I just don't have the desire to make the quinoa. I don't know what it is, but when I go to work or I go to different um, communities and I eat the food, it's delicious. And they actually know that when people eat right, it's whole health, whole body health. Mm. So it helps them cognitively. It takes down inflammation because there's a lot of inflammation going on inside the body. And that you know works with dementia and Alzheimer's, but also just regular regular uh, people who know that anti-inflammatories and and antioxidants and eating right i'll tell you this company but they also offer regular food too because they know people are hey i want my meatloaf i want my mac and cheese i don't care how good this food is yeah the um 
the the cook the staff that's the cook are they outside vendors that come in or are they staff? Uh, pe- no, they're staff. We oh, they are. They are staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take yeah, them to yeah. through training. Yeah. As a matter yeah. of fact, we're having a brain healthy cooking in um, Medford at the uh, Council of Angels. So, this is a CEU that we actually take out to the community. So we actually sh- demonstrate brain healthy cooking. We take them through our presentation, and they can get CE credits for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 a big deal. Yeah, food yeah, well, is extremely important because that's really their only restaurant that they're eating at, unless we take them out. So it's the bistro, or spices dining, and we want to make sure it's a great experience for them. Yeah. Well, uh, some of the things you mentioned about food, they t- they they t- they talk not only about for the senior people, but it's a certainly <laughs> it's, it's a lifestyle that's, that the young people should should absolutely s- practice because. Uh, some of the things that happen later in your life are caused by the menu and the diet that you that you use for years are taken for granted. Whether it was um, you know eat the outside food you eat or, or the quick quick meals at home rather than the, the doing it with the way oh, it should be done. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. when I went through that demonstration, I I couldn't believe it. it really made me think. Twice. I have a sweet tooth. I love sweets, oh. and um, it really made me think twice about sugar because of the hippocampus and the brain and how much that affects your short term memory. And I'm like. I gotta cut down on my, you know, when you <laughs> <laughs> and of course I wouldn't cut it down because it's you know, lose weight or. <laughs> but if it's the I don't think that's your problem memory, anyway. But I mean, <laughs> all right, now I'll start thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, you're you're at the point now, and the, and your target obviously would be to fill it by February, which is probably a challenge. I wouldn't. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, w- our goal is to have 50 reservations. So what people are doing now is they're coming in, like I said, taking a tour, and they're able to select what apartment that they would like to live in. So what side of the building? Do they want to look into the courtyard? Do they want to look onto the, you know, Forest Street? You know, what what square footage do they want? And they want a one-bedroom. They want a larger studio. They want... So the nice thing is is they're able to select whatever apartment they want. So they fill out their application, and it's really... It's a commitment, but it's not a binding. It's not a financial commitment. So when we do have our occupancy, we're going to go back to the people that selected apartments, and we know there's going to be a certain percentage that won't move in. You know, things mm. have changed, or they decided not to, yeah. or, you know. So we would like to get 50 reservations yeah. by the yeah. time we open. Now, could people be the uh, residents at all times of their own vehicle? Oh, yeah. Well, you do have this that. Parking. I mean, I'm n- not the ones that are just sisters. I'm talking about the the ones that need support in some degree. So you yeah, if they are still driving yeah. and they're capable of driving yeah. and the registry, you know, gives them <laughs> a, a license. And I, d- I went through a presentation for that, too, you know, how to realize mom and dad really shouldn't be driving anymore and how yeah. we kind yeah. of make that move. Because, again, it's all about feeling and being independent. You know, people don't want to lose yeah. their independence. So in assisted living, we have to make sure we give them more independence, not take it away from them. Yeah. And driving, unfortunately, is one of those things that they feel that. Well, that's certainly, the, uh, for many people, it's the last thing that they want to give up because Absolutely. that defines the fact that they aren't what they used to be. I and, know. Yeah, and um, <laughs> the... Uh, well, anyway, we won't talk too much about that. But maybe there's a f- there's sometimes people that drive and maybe shouldn't be driving, and and they're not in any kind of a f- environment that you're talking about. They're they're uh, you know the old joke about clear the streets, or take the kids to stay indoors. I'm coming home, but uh, um, 
if someone wanted to do a tour, would they need an appointment? Uh, do you have, uh, how do you normally You set know what, that? we, you can do a walk-in if you y- want. Yeah. You know, so we have banners out there saying, come in for a tour, we're open for a tour. So anybody can do a walk-in. Yeah. I mean, the nice thing is, because it is still a construction site, we're not opened yet. So the nice thing is, to, if someone is going to, or plan to take a tour, it's great that we know yeah. about it, because yeah. we can allot them the amount of time yeah. that they'd like. Some people yeah. say, you know, I only have an hour. Great. Some people yeah. have a half hour. Some people come in and just kind of want to tell you the whole story and what's going on with mom and dad. So it is nice to have it scheduled, especially yeah. on Saturdays. Like I work a lot of Saturdays, and it's nice to know that if people would prefer a Saturday or even yeah. a Sunday, yeah. you know, we'll come in. Yeah. Now, have you worked in uh, some of the other sites that you have before coming to Malden? I have. This is my first senior living residence site so i have not worked at any of their other communities but Mm. i have worked for other companies oh you have yes doing the comparable kinds of things that you're doing now yes uh i did more outreach uh this position here you get to work with the families as well as doing outreach and working with referrals trying to visualize you have a situation like you suggested earlier is that uh, and oftentimes the motivation is maybe children or maybe grandchildren, depending on the situation, possibly a sibling, uh, is encouraging someone to make a decision to change their life where to what it was to, to coming to uh, Forest Dale. Mm-hmm. And to, to me, I would think that would be a, a lot of emotions for some of the people that you talk to. Even oh, now, you said you're taking applications and reservations, so the people, you have to get a lot of personal information Yes. And uh, the people start to realize the home they've been in, as you say, for 50 years, yeah. or the, yeah. it's not going to be for them anymore. It right. must be very difficult in a lot of situations for people it uh, is. to it accept. Is. It is. And I think, you know, when the adult children go and, and they go to visit mom and dad and they see the mails overflowing. Yeah. Or they kind of give them a hug and they, they feel like they're losing weight. Yeah. Or they take a look at the refrigerator and there's a lot of spoiled mold. food yeah. and mold. Smells. Yeah. And the house doesn't look <laughs> Sounds right. Sounds like my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> and their medications are, are you know, not yeah. being... T- I, yeah. I've gone to visit people and the medications are mixed in with a little bit of lettuce and I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. Gloria, what's going on here? And yeah. So I think when you see that the older adult is kind of not doing well on their own, yeah. even though it's sad for them to leave the home, it's just it's just stuff and memories. Yeah. They they're gonna they're gonna have a new home. They can take some things with them. Yeah. And just like and I say to people too, you know, do you remember when you moved when you went to college? You know, that was a time you moved. Remember when you moved the family? When your husband got another job, you moved to. So it is a move, but you usually move for something better. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes being open to change, because life doesn't stand still. I mean, you have to be open to that, open yeah. to, like, change coming in and for the better and just, but it is difficult. Yeah. And it takes them a little time to adjust. And I say to them, it, it's going to take sometimes a month, sometimes two months to get used to it. I can remember a woman, her name was Connie, and, boy, I met her at the rehab, and she was kicking and screaming, I am not going. She was pretty much... Yeah, she had a little bit of mild cognitive, but she was pretty much there, and you were not. She had a place in Florida that she went to. She had a place in North. She was not coming, not coming. The daughters had such a hard time, and she just, it was a tough transition. And if you see Connie today, she is so happy. She loves it. It's yeah. her home. She has a lot of friends. You know, it's just a, it takes a little while because you're not living yeah. at home in that house anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm thinking more of the person who's um, <laughs> uh, kind of a private person who's not outgoing and uh, maybe not even a, uh, project a sense of uh, empathy with other people. So now you're trying to get them to accept the change and yet at the same time get them to adapt to the other people because if they don't meet them halfway, sometimes the other people don't bother with them either. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and those people you, you run into and you try to just be upbeat all the time and, you know, how are you doing today, Jim? And, yeah. And, yeah. You know, and Jim's always complaining about something. <laughs> oh, Jim, it'll be fine. And, you know, yeah, you just yeah, kind of, you know, yeah. it's funny. People, when they get older, they get yeah, a little grumpy. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, we have to train our staff, yeah. you know, to be upbeat and positive and try to, yeah. you know, encourage them yeah. to do to do something or, or tell them it's a great day or just, you know, keep upbeat because, you mm. know, they, yeah. they get a little grumpy. Yeah. Um, if... You were giving someone a suggestion if they were interested in our conversation or this is something they've been thinking about, and they said, gee, maybe there's something that I should look into. What would you suggest tonight for those people to do? I think the best thing to do is to look at options. Yeah. And the options would be, you know, talk to somebody about what's going on with mom or dad, you know, because, you know, they're getting older and things usually just deteriorate. They, they don't get better, you know. So it's like go into an assisted living, talk to the salesperson, talk to them about what what's going on in your life. How mm. are you managing this? Mm. How hard is this for you to continue? What's this going to look like if you don't? You know, a lot of times the, the adult children are taking more time off from work. Their stress level is getting higher and higher. You know, the, the parents taking more time because they can't manage the house. They can't do... So sometimes when I talk to the children, I just let them vent because they're like, I can't take it. And then sometimes they have to go and convince the siblings because the siblings are not on board. Yeah. We don't want mom or dad to move in because, we, you know, we'd like that money for our investment and our ki children. Yeah. You know? So you get a lot of different family dynamics, but the, the one who's really the care coordinator, the one that's doing the, the, the caretaking is the one that really needs the help. So we have support groups for them as well, even if they don't ever come into uh, Forestdale Park or assisted living. There are support groups for, you know, adult children that are dealing with parents and trying to live their lives and take care of their children, and it's a it's a tough spot, and we've heard it time and time again. So I encourage them to come in, talk to them about it. We give them some support groups, some some areas, and and maybe mom and dad move in in a year, maybe two years, maybe they never move in, but they need help yeah. because it's not fair for them. Yeah. Do, do some of your um, clients end up, or and your residents end up coming, maybe because they had an accident, they're in the hospital, in the hospital, oh, yeah. then have to rehab. The, the <coughs> excuse me. The, the the reality is, you can't go home alone. That's right. That's right. So I like to tell when I go out to senior centers or councils, councils on aging, I do a presentation. I always tell people it's great that you have control, that you know what you want to do if something happens, because that's exactly right. I mean, when I was in my other position and doing outreach and had referrals with all the case managers and social workers, that's right, people can't go home. Now they're frantic. Oh, my gosh, we've got, you know, dad discharged on November 3rd, and we've got, you know, so many days to find a place for him. So now the kid, they're all out interviewing, doing this, finding out the finances, what we're going to do with them, we're going to move. So it's, it's, it's a more of a, you know, reactive versus proactive. So... Like you said, they, they really can't go home anymore. They're not safe at home anymore. So looking into it beforehand, and even taking mom and dad if they're open, you know, they come along and, you know, and it's kind of funny when they come, they're like, well, I'm not coming here. 
Like, no, no, you're not. We're just looking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this, yeah. Is, this is nice apartments, but then it's not for me. No, you know, so no, no problem. Yeah, yeah. By the way, those apartments, is the wrong furniture? Or you have so we have them furnished, and people sometimes love the setup. Oh. You know, we, they love the furniture, and they can have it exactly the way we have it. Yeah. But most times, I would say 90% of the times, people bring their own furniture. Yeah. They want to make it their own. And sure. They want to yeah. feel their own their yeah. own bed and their own yeah. nightstand. Yeah. and. Yeah. But we can certainly set it up for them, and they're you know set up like model apartments, which are beautiful. I see. Now, uh, in case uh, someone uh, that's listening, or hopefully maybe even more than one person is listening, they wanted to get information, maybe verbalize it before they actually came and visit. They could contact you. Yes. And your yes. phone number is. It's seven eight one three 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 eight nine zero three. And what's that again? Just to re- for those sure. people reaching for the pen. All right, ready, everybody. <laughs> 781-333-8903. And, yes. your, and your address? Is 341 Forest Street in Malden. So, and if, and um, for those of you that may know someone that, it, that live in Malden but might be somebody that uh, be at a point in their life where this is something might be an option for them, um, where you are, although not, it's not intentional, you you have a school behind you. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. And uh, a cemetery across the street. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we're really in the community here. We've, got, we've right. got it yeah, all going right. on. Yeah. Yeah, so we're and uh, it's a great location because even for those people who uh, come from out of town and they, they take residence here, it isn't that far from Route 1. And no. it isn't, certainly isn't much further to go to 128. Yeah. And... Uh, those people that uh, can drive through Malden now, they can find Forest Hill very easily. Yeah. Yes, they uh, can. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's a good yeah. location. It's a nice neighborhood. Yeah. We've gotten a lot of good feedback. And actually, the people and residents and staff and everybody in Malden has been great. Yeah. You know, I've been out to a lot of the hospitals and um, and the rehabs. And really, what a, what a great community yeah. it is. I Thank really you. have to say that. Yeah, and... Yeah. Um, uh, uh, do you get do you get calls maybe for tour groups? I mean, just uh, not just individual people coming, but maybe groups, either professional people <coughs> or, or potential residents that come in. Not yet. We don't yeah. have groups that come in, but I did uh, do a, a presentation at a senior center, and I did offer that you know we can come and pick them up and take them as a group and have lunch yeah. when we open up. So yeah. it'll be different when we're open, and, yeah. and you can take them right through the community and show them all the. The common areas, and you know, so right now it's still like I said, a little bit under construction, and you know, yeah. we're, we're trying to get yeah. things ready for yeah. February. Yeah. yeah. Now, ha- has it taken longer than um, you anticipated from the beginning of the construction? You know, construction, right? I, I mean, well, and, and, and rehabbing sometimes is a harder, harder challenge than it is to build from the from the the hole yeah. in the ground. You're right. you have your, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. I used to go to the, they call them the grid meetings. I used to go to the grid meetings in Braintree where you kind of sat down with marketing and, and the owner of the company and they kind of went through everything from signage to, you know, what's going on with the Volunteers of America. I don't go to those meetings anymore. As a matter of fact, there's one tomorrow, but Dinah, the executive director, is going to that. Um, I think they're pretty much on target. They just had a meeting uh, this week, actually, um, and... They look like they're slated to open in February. Yeah, was, that the original, was that the original target date? I think it was more December. So it's, yeah, it's it slipped a, a little bit. It's a tough time of the year anyway, the holidays and all. Right. Yeah. And I think that they're working Saturdays now. They're, you know, they're very motivated yeah. to get this project done yeah. on time, yeah. obviously. Sure. You yeah. know, they want to yeah. get people yeah. in. You yeah. know, be, and who knows what kind of winter we're going to have. Hopefully, yeah. I've heard it's supposed to be a mild winter. 
temperatures a little bit above normal, but that's the uh, that's what I'm hearing. I hope it's true. Well, it's New England. You don't know. <laughs> I know. Now, I don't know. have you started construction in New Hampshire yet? Yes, we have. Oh, you have? Yeah, we have okay. broke ground. We've hired a couple of people up there already. Yeah. So that'll open up, I think, in 2000, the end of 2018. Yeah. And would that size be comparable in terms of the mix that you have here and similar to will be there? You know, I don't know how many apartments because we have 80 here. So that's a good question, Ed, and, I, and I'd love to give you the right answer, yeah. but I don't know that 100%. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how Is many apartments. Is it near the beach? I know it's not on the beach, but oh, okay. I know it's in Hampton. <laughs> yeah. But now these are all uh, just one level, garden type. You know, uh, we're two levels, so oh, we're are. we're a garden level and we're first floor, right. second floor. So Hampton, I have to get some more. You're yeah. gonna have to be have me come back. We don't care about Hampton, but yeah. I'm just, oh, <laughs> my, oh, I thought you asked about Hampton <laughs> no, no, again. No, no, I was no, like, for myself. No, maybe I'll <laughs> go like, I don't know more. much about Hampton, but I can tell you. <laughs> well, I want to yeah. know Malden, right? Okay, yeah. Malden. Yeah. We're yeah. back to Malden. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so we have a garden level, which is w more for what we call compass. Yeah. So memory care, so they can actually walk right out on the ground level which is nice. It's a nice big courtyard there. Mm. And then we have a first floor and a second floor. So that's... Okay. Now, would the second floor be a walk-up? Well, we have elevators. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. We have elevators up to the second floor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people, you know, depending on, you know, who they are, but a lot of the first floor apartments go first. They want to be closer to the dining room or closer to the common areas. Yeah. But, you know, second floor, they... They are, they're, they're also going, uh, yeah. people are selecting them because they like certain sides of the building or where the sun yeah. rises here and sets over here. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you, you have a function facility, meaning a, a great groups, uh, uh, you could have a group event? Uh, well, the, the dining room's pretty large, yeah. so we could have a function in that room. So yeah. I think that when you think about assisted living, they don't really have a function area. They generally have just open areas, big living room area that you can kind of move furniture away and yeah. have like an entertainer there. But yeah. usually the dining room is where they have it, or a community room. We do have a community room. Oh, you room. do have it? Yes. And yes. that accommodates the, uh, will all the residents could be accommodated at one time? Right. Like when someone comes in to do a presentation or they, they're doing some type of a demo or, or somebody comes in to do some music, a music program or something. Yeah. They'd go to the community room. Yeah, well, yeah, well, well actually, I was thinking from from a political perspective because ah. because uh, once the people are, are situated and then because uh, there's an election next week and I'm going to remind the people before oh. the show is uh -huh. over that uh, it's not unusual in the senior buildings is um, some of the depending on what ward or what if your office you're running for they do they do go to into the buildings they give them. They put on lunch. Sometimes they put on entertainment. Oh yes. So yeah. I, so I was thinking that if you had a, uh, an area large enough, they could do that with all the residents and even those that uh, uh, on that uh, in the beginning may not be familiar with Malden, but they might at some point be interested in uh, acclimating into the community. In Absolutely. which case, they could get entertained. And they, I, I don't think the food would be as good as they if they had a dinner in, in the uh, in the other part of them. The light, but it was uh -huh. they give you a little of that too. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. We'd love to host. Yeah, that'll be something we will most definitely do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mentioned to Terry before uh, the the show started that uh, just to remind the the public uh, in Malden that there is an election next Tuesday. It's a city election. It's a nonpartisan election, but there uh, there is no mayor uh, on the ballot because it's a four year term and, and it's in between the beginning and the other. Uh, the end of his term, which will be in four, uh, two years from now. But there is contested elections in um, Ward 2 for the school committee, 
in Ward 3 for a counselor and for a school committee, and also in Ward 6, there is a, a, an open council seat and there is a contested election for that. There's, there's a, a, a choices in both school committee and, and a city council in Ward 7, and also choices in Ward 8 for both the school committee and uh, city council. If you don't, if you do live in those wards that I didn't mention, is you're still not, um, sh or you shouldn't pass up the election because there is uh, four people running for council at large. Those are, um, and there are only three elect, uh, are going to win. So you have a choice, really. And every every time you go to vote, regardless of where you live in the community, you, you do have an opportunity to make a choice at some level. And uh, for for people that um, Think well. If my ward, I have. A, I'm not involved with the uh, school. I'm not, I don't think that affects me. In reality, the school budget is the biggest part of the local budgets, whether it's Malden or other communities. So, you do have something to think about, regardless of uh, what level of uh, involvement you are locally. And certainly, uh, not having children in the school still system still should suggest to you that it's important to make your ch choices for those people that are uh, being opposed or who are running for the first time. So. Just as a reminder, and the polls are open from 7 o'clock in the morning to 8 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And if it's inconvenient for you to vote in person next Tuesday, between now and then you can go up to City Hall and, uh, and vote over the counter, or you can even get an absentee ballot if that's more convenient. So you can call the City Hall, they'll mail it out, and you, and you can get it back before the election next Tuesday. So take the time among the people that do uh, plan to vote. Remind your friends that uh, the choice is going to be Tuesday, and they sh it's important to everybody, ultimately, who runs government and at, at the local level, that's even more important. So, again, that's my message for the moment. And I had one other thing I wanted to mention briefly, because um, maybe you're involved. Are you a member of the, you, you must be a member of the chamber? Uh, Diner is the executive Yeah, director. so what, yeah. I mean, the, you represent, okay. Yes, yes. Well, th th this will only be good. This, since this show is taped for Saturday and Sunday, but... Um, there is a there is a mix mm. in um, the the Marlin Chamber of Commerce after hours new member mix. It sounds like a ah, dance, yes. and that's going to be November 9th. It's at the On Stage Dance Company, six sixty five Salem Street in Malden. That's in Maplewood Square. It's a Pythian building actually, and uh, it is the On Stage Dance Company and the Marlin Chamber of Commerce invite the community to the November business after hours to welcome new members. For networking, mix guests will enjoy complimentary hors d'oeuvres and beverages, and it's ten dollars for non-members, and it's free to members. So hopefully nice. they'll show up. And thank you for listening, and look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you, Ed. This well, was thank great. You, Terry. Thank well, you so much yeah, for having me on.